right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to or welcome back to Tuesday Bro Tuesday. You know, it used to be a live call-in show. I like mentioning that. I don't know why. It's not anymore. What we do now is we sort of unpack some news. We're going to be doing a little bit of math today, but we unpack some news and we get a little bit ragey about some news as it relates to the world of vaping, the world of tobacco control, tobacco harm reduction. Uh, I say this every time. I'm a freedom guy. Vaping is not a partisan issue as much as people want it to be, and we're going to explain that a little bit more today as well, but I'm a freedom guy. First and foremost, I'm a registered libertarian, so that's the lens that all of this news is going to get viewed through, but welcome. Welcome, you guys. Are you ready for some rage sweat today? A little bit of truth butter going on? First things first, I can't let another moment pass by without wishing Sergio in the chat. It's his birthday. Happy birthday to Sergio. Happy birthday to Sergio. Happy birthday to Sergio. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Happy birthday, Sergio. I appreciate you being here. Sergio is one of my one of my just one of my favorite subscribers, one of my favorite patrons, just a very gracious fellow, uh, and I'm happy you're here. I guess we'll start off today with the three little uh, super chats that I saw just happen. Chip, chip in quick with the super chat. Very gracious of you. Hey, Nick, I love all you do for us in the community, and I want to shout out my daughter, Colby. Seventh birthday. Happy birthday to Colby from Chip. Happy birthday to Colby from Chip, also Grim Green, I guess. Happy birthday, Colby. That's fantastic. Yo, yo, to you, Chip. I appreciate that. Shane Gibson, you, you didn't say anything. You didn't have to, Shane. I appreciate that very much, my man. And Trey Watt, very gracious of you. Type 2 RTA. Technically, yes. Love you, man. Wash your hands. Just washed my hands. And if you're asking about the Type 2 RTA, well... Yeah, there it is. There's some type two action for you. Uh, coming, coming soon, man. Coming soon. I promise. Look, I promise. I promise that it's coming soon. But uh, I guess I just wanted to jump into some uh, some news and advocacy. This is for anybody that's new here. Uh, this is the full on news and advocacy show. I always put a little bit of news and advocacy in the vlog. It's just something that I feel compelled to do. I I have to defend vaping. I have to defend tobacco harm reduction. And all of you here today, you're proving to me right now that you want to do the same thing, that you're here to defend vaping, to defend tobacco harm reduction, maybe get a little bit rage sweat going, maybe get a little bit of that truth butter dripping, as it were. And that's what we do here on Tuesday Bro Tuesday. This is full on news and advocacy, activism. We got a lot to talk about today. And I guess the first, oh shit. Vaping is better than smoking. Technically, yes, but so what? That's right. Andrew Governor Cuomo. Andrew Governor Cuomo. Yeah, I said that. Governor Andrew Cuomo. We got a little bit of news about that guy coming up too. But So what? First thing that I wanted to do, first things first. Let's get over here to some new. Oh, I didn't even have the logo up. What? Now what's happening? How do you know what show you're watching? There it is. Tuesday Bro Tuesday. There it is. I always, I always do that late. But uh, let's jump into some news here, you guys. Um, 
First thing I want to mention, I've been mentioning this quite a bit lately. CASA still has a call to action out for the vape mail bill. We are rejecting S-1253. They say it's already passed the Senate. It's going to get voted on any day now. All of my sources, all of my top secret inside sources, tell me that it's happening literally any day now. Every day that passes could be another day that the House votes on S-1253. CASA has a call to action out for it. I'll be putting it in the link. I'll be putting a link in the description. I'll be putting a link in the chat as well. How about we do that right now? Today, shit, Tom, don't tell me dangle clacks. Don't even put dangle clacks in the chat or I will go from zero to rage mode really very, very quickly. This should be dangle clack free. This should be the most dangle clack free thing that has ever been streamed on YouTube, whatever. In fact, YouTube is telling me right now the audio bitrate is lower than the re recommended bitrate. We recommend that you use an audio stream bitrate of 128 kilobytes per second. Oh, I've got it set to 128 kilobytes per second, YouTube. You just shut up. That's not what we're talking about. Vape mail. Yeah, we have to, we have to protect the vape mail. We have to protect the vape mail. In fact, you want to just jump into this a little bit? Here's, here's where all of this vape maleness comes from. This is how we're going to talk about vaping is not a partisan issue. Combating underage e-cigarette sales. This comes to us from mymotherload.com, which, look, get your head out of the gutter. That's not what that means. This is your gateway to California's gold country. Senator Dianne Feinstein, just one of my most favorite people on the face of the planet, combating underage e-cigarette sales. Yeah, that's right. Senator Dianne Feinstein applauded Senate passage of the Preventing Online Sales of E-Cigarette to Children Act. It's amazing what you can accomplish in the name of defending children. It's unbelievable. This is a bipartisan bill that would prevent online sales of electronic cigarettes to minors by applying the same safeguards that are already in the place for traditional cigarettes and smokeless tobacco products. The reason that this upsets me, and, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later as well, but the reason that this upsets me is this is making the assumption because of clueless politicians that smoking and vaping are basically the same thing. We got to treat them the same way. You know, we got to tax them the same way. We got to have usage bans the same way we have cigarette bans. It's just further putting in the public's mind and, you know, the idea that smoking and vaping are the same thing when we know Beyond a shadow of a doubt, science tells us. What a mummy. Yeah, she's a mummy. Science tells us that vaping and smoking could not be more different. They have one thing in common, and that is the molecule of nicotine. That is the only thing that smoking and vaping have in common. But Senator Dianne Feinstein wants you and everybody out there to think that smoking and vaping are definitely, definitely the exact same thing. Additionally, there's no data to show that that's where youths are getting their vaping products from. I don't know where they're getting them from now. Maybe if they're going back to school, maybe in Georgia, they went back to school, and maybe that's where they're getting their vapor products. But according to the 2018 National Youth Tobacco Survey, they get them from informal sources. They get them from a friend. They get them from a relative. There's no evidence to show that children are somehow getting on the internet and purchasing vapor products from like 
VaporDNA.com. And even if they were, which they're not, but even if they were, look at what Senator Dianne Feinstein says here. Uh, we must confront the growing youth vaping crisis, which is a myth that, that doesn't exist. That's not a thing. By cutting off sales to minors, yes. One of the easiest ways for children to purchase these dangerous devices is on the Internet. That One of the easiest ways? Are you telling me that uh, eighth grader has uh, steals their mom's credit card, goes online, has to pass through age verification software. That's the easiest way to do it. She even says that, uh, look at this, purchasing e-cigarettes online, age verification for purchasing e-cigarettes online remains practically non-existent. That's, that's just a lie. That's just wrong, Senator Dianne Feinstein. We have very robust online age verification software. In fact, recently I purchased some... Uh, Smoke Nord coils. I purchased a two-pack of Smoke Nord coils from Vapor DNA. I had to use my credit card to buy it. I had to get age verified on the website before my transaction would go through. And when USPS got to my house to deliver the Smoke Nord coils, not even anything with nicotine in it, just literally a two-pack of Smoke Nord coils. I had to sign, I had to age verify and sign that I was above 21 and I could accept delivery of these non-nicotine containing two-pack of just smoke Nord coils. So she's wrong and she's lying. And for anyone that wants to tell you vaping is a, is a partisan issue, it is not. Let's look at all of the co-sponsors of this bill. All the co-sponsors of this bill. Ready? Uh, Democrat. Democrat. Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. We're off to a good start. Democrat, Republican from Maine, Republican from Georgia, Democrat from Mass, Democrat from Hawaii, Republican from Arkansas, Republican from Wyoming, Democrat from Vermont, Republican from Iowa, Republican from Mississippi, Republican from Alaska, Democrat, 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 Republican, 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 Democrat, Republican. They're both against us. I do not accept this argument. Well, you got to vote Republican if you want to save vaping. Really? Show me a Republican that gives a shit about vaping or tobacco harm reduction or small businesses. Show me a Democrat. I could show you a Democrat that cares about vaping, that cares about tobacco harm reduction. I almost said tobacco. That's not a word. I could show you one Democrat. It's not even in Congress yet. Democratic hopeful, congressional hopeful Henry Martin is the only person I've seen talking about people should have access to these. Adult choice, smoking, harm reduction. He's the only person I've seen. So don't let anybody tell you that you have to vote a certain way in order to save vaping. They are both against us. 100%. It's about exactly... It's about as bipartisan as it gets. They both agreed that they need cigarette tax money. <laughs> they both agree that they need cigarette tax money. But we're going to get there. We're going to get there in a second. We're going to do some math. I got math. Look, I got pages of math here. I spent the whole day this morning up until this point, just with the exception of lunch, I guess, math. I was doing some math. And if you guys know me, you know that I'm really bad at math. Math A, I had to cheat my way through math in high school. I was so bad at math that they created a math class just for dumb Nick 
that was just called Math A. And I was in it, and I was the sole student, and I taught myself, and I just cheated all the answers out of the back of the book, and that's how I passed math in high school. I am, I am bad at math. Tom Sharrow from the chat says, Grim Green, it's all about low-hanging fruit. Save the children. Easy to come out looking like a hero without actually informing yourself. Yeah, I get that vibe a lot from politicians. Politicians come out against vaping just because they want to just appear tough on something, you know? we got to protect the kids from vaping, and I'm going to be the one to do it. Polit the thing is, politicians don't care. They don't care about you. They just care about your votes. That's all they care about. It's all a big dog and pony show. Why on, why on earth would they come out against the most successful stop smoking aid that the world has ever seen, ever? Ever since the fucking dinosaurs, there has not been a better quit smoking aid than nicotine vaping. But we have all these politicians coming out against it. I think it's just because they want to appear tough. They want to appear uh, tough on something, you know, tough on something. Protect the kids. Do you have any, if you want to protect the kids from nicotine vaping, I feel that A, you're just out of touch with what kids are going through right now. And believe me, I'm out of touch with what kids are going through right now. And if I'm out of touch, then the mummy of Senator Dianne Feinstein is woefully out of touch. Woefully out of touch if she thinks that nicotine vaping is the biggest problem facing our youth right now. Really? Nicotine vaping. Thank you, John. Thank you for reminding me to hydrate. This bill is supported by the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network. American Cancer Society supports this. The American Lung Association supports this. The California Physicians Alliance supports this. The Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids, of course, supports this. The National Alliance for Hispanic Health supports this. The National Association of Convenience Stores supports this. I wonder why convenience stores support this. Oh, it's because you, uh, you can just sell vapes in the convenience stores. Yeah, get rid of the competition. Of course they support it. That's not capitalism. That's cronyism, and you know it. There is also still currently a, uh, where, where did it go? There is still currently a call to action in California for the flavor ban. This hearing is happening today. It's happening as of like uh, an hour ago, this hearing started. I haven't heard anything. I I'm just, look, I'm just assuming the worst. I'm assuming that the California flavor ban is definitely going to pass. I'm assuming that the California flavor ban is definitely going to pass. And that's just really unfortunate because in California, the two people that I can contact about standing up against the California flavor ban are the mummy, Diane Feinstein, and the, the wonderful Kamala Harris, just what a what a great person Kamala Harris just wonderful she's she's just so great for those of you that don't un understand sarcasm like my wife she legitimately does not understand sarcasm she doesn't get it being a little just being a hair just being a hair sarcastic there so I don't know maybe the maybe the call to action will still help in California I'll put a link in the chat I'll put a link down in the description CASA has uh, loads of call to actions. They make it really, really very simple. CASA is, for anybody that's unaware, our consumer voice in the tobacco control discussion. They are consumer advocates. 
for less harmful alternatives. Grim Green, I literally had to tune back in and go WTF when I heard you saying Kamala Harris is so great. <laughs> My wife, everybody, Casey Pickle from Casey Yards Cocktails does not understand sarcasm. She just doesn't get it. And I've tried and I've tried to explain sarcasm and she's tried to execute some sarcasm. Like she's tried to give me some sarcasm back, but she does it really badly, really poorly. We'll get her on board, you guys. We'll get her on board with sarcasm. Um, I also wanted to mention last week's Tuesday Bro Tuesday, I was just really stoked on. I thought it turned out really good, especially uh, especially this portion, especially the CDC is concealing and suppressing information on youth marijuana vaping to overhype harms of e-cigarettes. Yeah. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is concealing and suppressing information on the number one cause of severe vaping-related health harm to youths in order to deceive the public into thinking that e-cigarettes are at the top of that list. This is, I would encourage everybody, go back to last week's Tuesday Bro Tuesday. It's called Vapor Madness. That's the big thumbnail. It says Vapor Madness. There's a timestamp by my man Jeremy V. It's the first pinned comment. Go to story time and just, you can put it on in the background. You can just listen to it. You don't need to sit and watch my ugly face. You can just listen to it. But we go over this whole article, this whole blog post written by Dr. Michael Siegel, who's a professor at the Boston University School of Public Health. He spent two years working at the CDC. This guy has credentials coming out of his ears. If there's one person I trust in this whole discussion, it's going to be Dr. Michael Siegel. And when he says that the CDC is suppressing information in order to overhype the harms of e-cigarettes, you listen. It sounds tinfoil hatty, but it's not. You just listen to it. Watch it. Read it. I'll put, I'll put this same link down in the description. I'm not going to let this die. I'm going to mention this a bunch of times, a few times at least. I'm probably going to mention it in the vlog again. Just to put it back out there again, I really want everyone to read this and everyone to just let the truth butter wash over them. Just rub the truth butter all over your face, all over your face. It's crazy. It's, it's, it blew me away. It blew me away. When we get to this uh, tobacco math, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I think there was a few more super chats before I get on to the next little topic here. Live in hints, no rage here, just concern and love for liberty and freedom. Happy birthday month. Happy birthday month, August people. Yeah, happy birthday month to the August people. There's a few August people, right? There's a few August people. No, you didn't miss too much, Asylum Vapes. You can always go back and, uh, and rewatch it. But yeah, I can, I'm concerned too. I'm concerned for liberty and freedom. I'm concerned for adult choice. Really, more than that, I'm concerned that 480,000 adult smokers are going to die this year because the CDC and Dianne Feinstein and Kamala Harris want to rip this less harmful alternative away from cigarette smokers, away from the people that actually, actually need it. There are millions of stories out there. And, you know, Jerome Adams, our Surgeon General, the, the doctor of America who should be fired. I just want to throw that out there. Dimitri and Phil have been riding this train for a while. They did a little video about it. 
gross negligence, gross negligence to keep a verified, empirically proven, less harmful alternative to deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes away from smokers? That's crazy to me. That's negligence. That's domestic terrorism. Yeah, maybe it's not that far, okay? Maybe it's not that far. Maybe I jumped the gun a little bit. It's really, really bad. It's really, it's, uh, it's unconscionable, as some people would say. Unconscionable. Mick, very gracious of you. Grim, unfortunately, you can't argue with stupid. Most politicians don't want to know the true facts about vaping. It would be one thing, yes, I agree with you, and it would be one thing if it was just ignorance, you know? If they just didn't know. If they just didn't know and it was just ignorance, then then you could educate them. You could you could show them. Here, look, look at all of this literature. Look at all of this data we have. Here, look, this, here, this is from the New England Journal of Medicine. Boom, just drop it on their desk. It says that vaping is almost twice as effective as any NRT currently on the market, being pushed by big pharmaceuticals. Yeah, this is here. Here's the whole 600 pages. Boom, Royal College of Physicians report: uh, nicotine without smoke, tobacco harm reduction. Yeah, don't worry. They updated it. Boom, boom, in 2017 and in 2018, boom, and in 2019. Here's another update boom, for it: tobacco harm reduction has the ability possibly to save a billion lives over the next few years, could end combustible cigarettes, could end all of the death and disease related to inhaling deadly burning combustible tobacco cigarettes. <clears throat> if they were ignorant, you could educate them. It just seems they're just unwilling to learn. They're just unwilling. It's like an ostrich with the head in the sand going, nope, we gotta protect the kids. And we got to protect the kids by banning flavors, which the kids aren't interested in. We know that. There's, there's all this evidence from the FDA's own National Youth Tobacco Survey that said flavors weren't even in the second position. Flavors were down just above, I can do tricks with them, given as a reason. It's not flavors. They're not getting them online. It seems like they're just doing everything wrong. It's like, well, to prevent car crashes, we're just going to take the tires off of all, all the cars. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Yep, good, good positive legislation, good, awesome. No lives matter, money does, Duggar. Oh, you betcha. Just wait a stinking minute until we get to that little portion of the uh, Tuesday Bro Tuesday stream. One more thing I wanted to throw out there that I think is just spectacular. There's a new movie trailer out there for the You Don't Know Nicotine documentary. I am beyond excited beyond excited beyond excited for you don't know nicotine uh this movie is going to be well like i said on the trailer i think it's going to be the most important movie of uh of 2020 i really truly truly do i got a little email update from aaron and if you're a if you were a backer of the kickstarter then you got this same email so it's not going to be news to you but he sent out an email that said since my last letter to you the difficulties have continued behind the scenes. We are all facing challenges few could have imagined last year at this time. If it weren't for the heavy topic we're dealing with in this film, I would have postponed the launch entirely until next year and focused on supporting my family and colleagues during this difficult season. However, we believe this film has the ability to positively impact the lives of up to 2 billion people. The COVID-19 pandemic has only made this movie more needed. In order to have an impact we'd hope for, 
We must launch it in a notable way so it reaches beyond the Kickstarter backers and into conversations with the general public. This is why we're so focused on doing film festivals, big premieres, and conferences. We must create buzz before this movie is finally released to the public. Most big options go away once the movie is out. So he's basically saying he can't just release it like on streaming, because like on YouTube. Because after that, after the movie is out, Netflix is off the table. Hulu's off the table. Uh, Apple TV is off the table. HBO Max is off the table. Big splash. After various starts, restarts, and cancellations with film festivals and traditional premieres due to COVID-19, we've decided to shake things up a bit. I'll share more information in the next email. Aaron, you big tease for now. We'll start building buzz with our first trailer. Please watch, comment, and share on the following platforms. He gives a link out to YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't watched the trailer, I'm not going to show the trailer here because I want all of the views to go to the trailer trailer. But here, let me click this little share button. Let me get a copy of the link. Let me put it in the chat right there. I don't even mind if you pause this stream and go watch the trailer right now. It's going to be two minutes out of your life, and, and it's, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic, fantastic trailer. I'll have a link in the description to where you can check it out. I would encourage you to watch it and share it across all social media platforms. I saw the trailer. This was the first thing I saw when I woke up. What was that, Monday morning? What was that, only yesterday? Was yesterday the 31st? What day was this? This was last week. I, I got up. It was my first thing I saw. Uh, Aaron had texted it to me. I watched it as I'm laying in bed. And before I got out of bed, it was shared on my Twitter and it was shared on my Facebook. I made a post on uh, grimgreen.com about it. I shared it to my personal Facebook, which I never even go to. I never even check. It's where I'm like friends with, you know, my high school buddies and like, random ass people I used to know, like my parents are on there. I shared it there. Share it everywhere. <laughs> Shit. This, share it everywhere. This is everywhere, you guys. Just sprinkle the You Don't Know Nicotine trailer everywhere throughout all of your social medias. We got to build some hype for this movie. I think it's going to make a uh, a huge difference. One thing that I was really surprised about is I mean, I guess not really surprised because, look, we live in a world of clickbait, right? Clickbait and uh, sensationalist headlines. And it takes a lot to get people's attention, you know? It takes a lot to get people's attention. There's a reason why, you know, CNN stopped reporting on the protests when they stopped being violent. It's because violence and riots are what are entertainment, you know? When news becomes entertainment, what is news anymore? Takes a lot to get people's attention. So the first teaser trailer that came out about You Don't Know Nicotine eh, might have been a little bit, uh, you know, clickbaity. Might have been a little bit like, whoa, what, what's this all about? Is this going to be good? Is this going to be bad? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I want to watch it to see what it's going to be, you know? was a little bit of a weird teaser trailer and I'll, and I and I'll cop to that. The second trailer is spectacular. It got a lot of criticisms, you know? And one of the criticisms that I came across was on Reddit, you know, not not super shocking, 
But one of the criticisms I came across was on Reddit where this gentleman said, uh, I've read about this. When this was first announced, they said it was going to be scientific and unbiased. Then they released a trailer, which feels like the modern equivalent of those drug videos they made us watch in public school health class. It's just a bunch of dramatically edited scare tactic clips of teens crying about how nicotine destroyed their lives. The first line is basically, watch out, the next victim could be your own children. Tons of people kick-started the project and got real upset when the trailer was the exact opposite of what they paid for. What people paid for on Kickstarter was a documentary finding the truth about nicotine. And if you know anything about nicotine, you, what do you have to worry about? <laughs> if you know anything about nicotine, what do you have to worry about? This only shows me that this dude on Reddit doesn't know anything about nicotine. He says, don't get, he or she, I'm not sure, don't get your hopes up, guys. This is going to be some bullshit. The head creator basically went on a social media campaign to warn parents about the dangers of nicotine. And last I checked, all the comments are just angry ex-fans calling him out on his crap. Maybe I missed it. I don't ever remember Aaron Biebert going on a social media campaign warning parents about the dangers of nicotine. I Did I miss something? Did I miss that? I follow Aaron on Facebook. I follow Aaron on Twitter. I follow A Billion Lives on Twitter. I follow You Don't Know Nicotine on Twitter. I didn't see any of that, nor did I see any angry comments of ex-fans calling him out. Just check on their social media. The language they use feels incredibly pompous in a way that reminds me of a toxic cult-like religious organization. Like the creators are some kind of ultimate truth seekers on a mission to save the world. They seem to claim to be unbiased while pandering to scared parents with anecdotal evidence and scare tactics and framing anyone who disagrees as bias and anti-truth. All I'm seeing are red flags. From a tweet they retweeted, patience is a virtue when sowing the seeds of truth. I don't like this, you guys. I don't like it one bit. So that's what some guy had to say about the trailer of You Don't Know Nicotine. I came to a completely different, completely different conclusion. All the times I've talked to Aaron Biebert, he's only on one mission to find the truth. This is a documentary about nicotine. Everyone go watch the trailer. Just go watch the trailer right now. Don't, don't listen to me anymore. Listen to it. T make your own conclusions. Watch the trailer. Watch the trailer. Make your own conclusions. Okay? Like I said, I'll have a link down in the chat. Uh, did I put a link in the chat? I think I put a link in the chat. Wouldn't hurt. Probably wouldn't hurt to put another link in the chat, you know. I'll just, I'll just do that. I just want to include this link. Any of my moderators... Include the, include the You Don't Know Nicotine movie trailer when, when you guys are posting links. Addy Tooney, I see you, I see you posting links there uh, to Kassa and things like this. If you just want to throw the You Don't Know Nicotine movie trailer in there, uh, throw it in there. That would, be, that would be awesome. That would be spectacular. Yeah, uh, IP2Chan in the chat says, my doctor has no problem with me having nicotine as long as it isn't from cigarettes. Yeah, uh, my ear, nose, and throat doctor, my ENT guy said the exact same thing. This is an ear, nose, and throat doctor who deals with things like, you know, mouth cancer and throat cancer and things like this. 
And he said, are you a smoker? And I said, no, I've been vaping for the past 10 years. He said, oh, good. Oh, good. He looked down my throat with a big camera, just jammed it right down there like, and he pulled it out and said, how long you were a smoker? And I said, uh, 13, 13, 14 years. You know what his words were? Wouldn't know it. Wouldn't know it. Looking at my throat, wouldn't know it. Wouldn't know it. So I think this is going to be the most important film of 2020, and I would encourage really everybody, everybody to go check out that uh, check out that trailer. And if you want to, if you're on Twitter, follow You Don't Know Nicotine. Uh, get on Facebook, follow You Don't Know Nicotine. That's where you're going to have the most updates, the most accurate, up-to-date updates. As soon as I get any updates about this film, obviously I'll, I'll put it out there. I'll put it out there 100%. Thank you, Addie Tooney. Thank you, Addie Tooney. One more thing, I guess, that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I, got, I, got, I got a few more things I want to talk about before we get to any big uh, tobacco math. You guys are going to be surprised by this. Uh, what about this happening in New York? Cuomo approves manufacture and sale of liquor-infused ice cream frozen desserts. This comes to us from... Uh, what is that? Uh, NBC 13, Albany, New York, Albany coverage. You can trust Cuomo approves manufacture and sale of liquor infused ice cream, frozen desserts. Governor Cuomo signed legislation authorizing the manufacture and sale of frozen desserts and ice cream made with liquor Monday. The governor's office said the legislation would help dairy farmers and liquor and craft beverage producers meet the increasing demand for the products. This legislation will further grow a burgeoning industry and boost small business while helping put them on a path of sustained growth that empowers both producers and consumers, Governor Cuomo said. The bill expands on the previous successful edition of wine, beer, and cider to some specialty ice creams, according to Assemblymember Donna Lupardo. The alcohol in the ice cream cannot exceed more than 5% alcohol by volume, so same as a jewel pot, right? The state will also require the same warning labels as confectionery products that contain wine, beer, and cider. This has just hypocrisy. I don't even know. Is there a stronger word than hypocrisy? Hypocrisy written all over it. Just let that sink in for a second. I like holding a pen. I've just realized that. I like on all my Tuesday Bro Tuesdays, I'm going to be holding a pen from now on. I just like that. It's, it's just a good feel. Don't forget to stay hydrated, Hydro Homies. Now, okay, quick vape break. Quick vape break. Look, I'm a vapor. I got a vape. Who wants to vape with me? Yeah, it's good. Blueberry Hill, 12 milligram. Now, there's so many layers to this. There's just so many levels to this. It's insane to me. This, in my opinion, kind of forfeits the whole, you know, adults don't like flavors thing, right? Unless, I mean, I can't think of a more specifically aimed at youth product than ice cream. I cannot think of one. Maybe, no, that's it. It's ice cream. There's ice cream trucks that come around the valley. There's ice cream trucks that go around uh, go around my neighborhood doing like a you know a non copyright infringement version of like it's a small world and you know they're brightly colored. We've all seen ice cream trucks. Are those just for adults, 
or are they specifically targeted at kids? I cannot think of a more kid-friendly product than ice cream. And here, Cuomo's saying, well, yeah, let's put liquor in it, which I'm not against. I just want to go on the record for that, too. I am not against this. I want to try these frozen desserts with liquor in them. Of course I do. I come from, I am my father's son. I put Kahlua in my vanilla ice cream with chocolate syrup. Yeah, Kahlua. It's delicious. It's unbelievable. Maybe throw some, throw, throw some Baileys in there. Delicious. It's for adults, but it's delicious. This destroys the targeted at youth argument, in my opinion. Obliterates it into nothing, into, into oblivion. You cannot say on one hand that blueberry-flavored e-liquid is specifically aimed at, a, at children, but that liquor, ice cream, is, oh, that's, that's targeted for adults. I'm assuming, call me crazy, I'm assuming that the way that you're going to be able to purchase this liquor-infused ice cream and frozen dessert treats with booze and liquor in it is with an ID. You know, you're going to go and you're going to show them your ID and they're going to go, oh, okay, you're over 21, here, <laughs> I'll serve you this. That's good enough for liquor-infused ice cream, but not good enough for a blueberry bottle of nicotine e-liquid that's used in an adult product and sold in an adult-only store in New York. Not good enough. The, it's kind of unbelievable to me. It's kind of unbelievable to me. In, in fact, this kind of, there have been, uh, does anybody know off the top of their head how many deaths, what up to you vaping with Jesse, does anybody know off the top of their head how many deaths there have been from nicotine? How many nationwide? Is is the number still zero? I haven't looked in a while, but I'm pretty sure the number of lung injuries and deaths related to nicotine-flavored vapor products is still zero. I believe that number to still be zero. Zero. Yeah, zero. Do 5,000 underage youths die every year from alcohol-related deaths? Well, technically, yes, but... So what? Right? Unbelievable to me. Un... <laughs> Unbelievable to me. I, I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't even know what to say about Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo, uh, he's, he's, he's a tyrant, is what he is. He's a tyrant. Did you see his other unprecedented move? I don't have it here. It was on video on Twitter, but uh, he passed this, you know, rule or whatever. Uh, I don't think it's a law, but he passed a rule. Uh, yeah, my, Mike, Mike in the chat says, I can go to Walmart and get a pint of Haagen-Dazs that has alcohol in it without an ID. Without an ID? Now, in that situation, Mike, who do we hold accountable? Do we hold Haagen-Dazs accountable? Or, or, call me crazy, do we hold Walmart accountable for not uh, looking for an ID when you buy something with alcohol in it? 
I know that rage sweat's just happening. The rage sweat is just happening. The hypocrisy is astounding. Hang on one one moment. I forgot to change something here on my uh, desktop computer system preferences. The thing is, I, I have a, a big folder of wallpapers, you see, and they cycle about every five minutes. And so it keeps going from like really dark to purple to really light to really dark to orange to purple. And I just feel like it messes with the stream. So I need to fix that. Okay. Alcohol-flavored uh, infused ice cream now available. I'll put a link down in the description if you want to read this. Uh, even just that. Look at how appealing that is. Look at this bright purple Haagen-Dazs packaging. What kid wouldn't want this ice cream? What's in it? Stro 80. I don't even know what that is. I'm assuming it's pretty delicious. Yeah, it's a total Big Brother state. It's unbelievable so to me. In fact, oh, so what? Yeah. Is 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 Governor Andrew Cuomo uh, a totalitarian uh, police state sort of tyrant? Technically, yes, but so what? The thing is, Andrew Cuomo made this made this big stink in New York about bars, right? Bars and COVID, and bars can't be open unless they serve food. That's the that's the rule he put out there. Bars, if you don't serve food, you can't be open. You got to serve food. And so what the bars did is they made like a, it was hilarious, like a COVID menu. You know, you could order a, a tater tot. It's like 25 cents. Here's some food. Here's your tater tot. Have all the beer and liquor you want. What? No, we're serving food. Here's an onion ring. You know, you could buy like three Doritos. <laughs> you could buy, you know, just a, a piece of bread piece of luncheon meat with your beer and that's serving food so we're fine we're following the rules we're serving food and then governor cuomo gets up there for some press conference and says nope that's not good enough you have to serve something substantial he's literally telling private businesses that he said could be open if they serve food that the food they're selling doesn't meet his standards of food Sandwiches. He was very specific. They need to serve sandwiches or more than chicken wings. Chicken wings are apparently not enough food for Andrew Cuomo to approve of being food. Andrew Cuomo doesn't think chicken wings are food, but not chicken wings. Un it was I was it was blowing my mind watching this. Blowing my mind watching this. Hydrate. Okay, thank you, Michelle. Lynn. I appreciate that. I need to hydrate. You know, she can tell when my voice is getting a little bit raspy here. Let's hydrate. Appreciate that. Uh, appreciate that, Michelle Lynn. Andrew Como, cra crazy person. Just a crazy person. We talked about uh, Diane Feinstein. Ah, I had some rage news from India that I don't really want to get into. Uh, India is treating vaping very much like the United States. Very, very much like the United States. They have this, uh, this comes out of, out of New Delhi here. Uh, yeah, five ways vaping can harm you and your family's health. And this is all hogwash. Shout out to any of my subscribers uh, in India. Godspeed. May the force be with you because this is, this is ridiculous. 
e-cigarette vaping can increase the risk of COVID-19. We know that's not true. There's there's loads of studies being done right now that showed that uh, smokers are underrepresented in COVID-19 numbers, and the French are still in the midst of a study possibly showing that nicotine can help prevent that, uh, that cytokine storm that happens with uh, SARS-CoV-2 and might actually decrease the severity of the illness. But in India, they're going to tell you that it increases it. Slows brain development. Yeah, it can cause brain, brain disorders. No, there's no, there's no science that shows that. None. Can lead to other forms of tobacco use. Yeah, they must be uh, taking a page out of that Stanton Glance, you know, retracted, <laughs> retracted gateway study. Secondhand vapor may increase the risk of diseases. Now, there's literally less than no evidence that shows that secondhand vapor is anything but completely benign. There's there's no evidence. There is uh, what the indoor vapor air quality study that was done years and years ago. There was one uh, recently. I wish I could find the link. I was trying to find the link. I think it was in the Guardian. I'm not 100% sure, but they did. They sent people to like vape shows to measure the air quality. They sent people to vape shops, like closed vape shops, where people just vaping and vaping and vaping and vaping to test the air quality. Nothing. Fucking nothing. British eyes only from the chat. Uh, it can cause brain issues such as thinking for yourself. Duh. Wake up, sheeple. I hate that term. <laughs> Uh, and can lead to addiction and dependency. Certainly, yeah. I mean, are we are we so worried about addiction and dependency just because it's an addiction? Or does it matter what you're addicted to? Because I see people and I know people, like my good buddy Logan Exhales, like everybody, people that I know just in my day-to-day -day life who, what, coffee, right? Oh, I haven't had my morning cup of coffee. I feel like shit. Need that coffee. Need my morning coffee. Need that morning coffee and, and my afternoon coffee. I don't. I don't. I don't function until I have my coffee. Got to have it every day. Got to have coffee every day. Coffee, coffee, coffee every single day. Coffee every day. You're addicted. You are addicted to coffee. You cannot go a day without coffee. You are addicted to coffee. Do I care if you're addicted to coffee? No. I don't. Are do, why do people care if we're addicted to nicotine? Are, are we? Are we? Angry about addiction regardless of the harm that it causes. I guess that's the question that I'm posing. Are we mad at addiction just for addiction's sake regardless of the harm that it causes, which could be on the scale of harm, minuscule, about on the level with a cup of coffee, about on the level with a cup of coffee. So there's some, uh, eh, you know, a little, bit of, <laughs> a little bit of rage news out of India. I guess the last thing I wanted to mention before we get into any sort of uh, tobacco math, legislature passes indoor e-cigarette ban bill for Nebraska. Yeah, this just happened in, uh, in Nebraska. It's an indoor use ban. The bill uh, introduced Grand Island Senator uh, Dan Quick uh, amends the Nebraska Clean Indoor Act to prohibit the use of any electronic nicotine delivery systems as defined by state law. This bill exempt licensed electronic smoking device retail out for outlets from the Nebraska Clean Indoor Air Act as it relates to the use of electronic smoking devices. And even the fact that they use the terminology electronic smoking devices makes me bonkers. That's not accurate. Nomenclature matters, man. 
It's not smoking. By using that little weasel word in there, the public goes, oh, electronic smoking devices. And then they start smoking. They just get smoking in their head, smoking, smoking, smoking. And it further puts in their brain that tobacco, smoking combustible tobacco is the same as vaping. And it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's the most different electronic smoking devices. This, look, this seems like a logical thing, right? Of course, you can't just go in anywhere. You know, you don't walk down a Target aisle, uh, you know, looking at beach toys and, and while blowing big clouds. Of course, you wouldn't do that because hopefully you're a respectful person and you're not a complete total piece of shit and you just wouldn't do that. And it makes sense not to do that. But when they make laws about it, they're further associating smoking with vaping and putting them on the same level. And that's why organizations like CASA are against, they always fight against any usage bans. Public usage bans, indoor usage bans, will constantly fight against them. It should be, in the Republic of the United States of America, it should be up to the business owner or the building owner to say, you can't vape in here, okay? You just can't. I bring this up all the time, but there was one time I was in where the hell was it? Ohio. We went to a bar restaurant called Vortex and it was like just this libertarian dream come true. They had a big sign out front that said, Hey, you can come in here. You can eat burgers. You can drink beer. We have music playing. We allow smoking and we allow vaping. If that's not for you, then please find somewhere else to eat. And you know what? That place was fucking packed and Kent and Dwayne and I just sat in there at a table with a bunch of people and we're just vaping a little bit and just vaping a little bit. And the lady, the waitress came by and said, you guys can vape in here. So we were just cloud chasing inside of this restaurant. And they have this mindset that if that bothers someone, they can leave because there'll be another customer right behind them. In the Republic of America, in the free Republic of America, it's up to the business owner or the building owner to decide that it should not be legislated, even at a state level. Because that's not what that's not what the legislature that's not what it's there for. That's not what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to just every tiny little thing in your life that no, we're gonna just this little bit, we're gonna take it, and no, you can't do that. We're gonna twist it. No, you can't do that. Here's a new law. No, you can't do that. Here's a little thing. No, you can't do that. I don't need a full-time government babysitter. I don't think this should be happening at the state level. And the reason, and I don't, I also don't think it's okay to continuously equate smoking with vaping and treat them the exact same because they're not the same at all. It would be like passing a seatbelt law for motorcycles. It would make no sense. You, motorcycles don't have seatbelts. It's a completely different product. It's a completely different machine. It's got two wheels. Why would you have a seatbelt on a motorcycle? No, nope. seatbelt law. Not having a seatbelt on a motorcycle. That's just what it is. The state said you gotta have a seatbelt on a motorcycle. Completely different products. Cars are not motorcycles. Dogs are not cats. Freedom is not slavery. War is not peace. Make Orwell fiction again. So with that said, I do feel a little bit of rage sweat happening. So let's get into some, uh, man, I wish I had a bumper for this. Man, I wish I had a bumper for this. 
I don't have a bumper for this. Don't forget to stay hydrated, Hydro Homies. Vaping is better than smoking. Technically, yes. But so what? Did I stay hydrated? Technically, yes. Is drinking water better than drinking soda? Technically, yes. But so what? Wait, I have the just so what. But so what? I love that. That's my favorite new sound clippy thing. But so what? Andrew Cuomo, we're such good friends. It's like he finishes my sentences. It's like I say, is vaping better than smoking? Technically, yes. But so what? He just jumps in there, finishes it for me, finishes it for me. So let's get into some, uh, man, I wish I had a bumper. Don't have a bumper. doesn't much matter. Can I just do the intro again? No, doesn't much matter. So I had to, uh, I, this all started on, I believe this all started on an old episode of the Culture of Clouds podcast from maybe like two or three weeks ago. We started talking about uh, how many cigarettes you have avoided now that you've become a vapor. And this really only applies to cigarettes. We're, we're, we're only talking about cigarette taxes, not including master settlement agreement payments. All of that information is all publicly available. I'm going to put a link in the description to, to campaign for tobacco-free kids of all places that publicly puts out the exact master settlement agreement payments that each state has received over the years. It's, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. This doesn't, this is just cigarette sales, packs of cigarette taxes. This doesn't include any smokeless tobacco, like chewing tobacco. This doesn't include master settlement agreement payments, even excluding those things. You can see, we have always said that vaping is a disruptive technology. It's an intrusive technology. It cuts into state budgets. It cuts into their revenue streams. It cuts into big pharmaceuticals revenue streams. We're a very, very intrusive technology, a very, very disruptive, very disruptive technology. And you can say things, you know, Oh, well, they're just getting less tobacco taxes now. And people go, that doesn't, what? Who cares? Less tobacco taxes. Who cares? When you see some of these numbers, it kind of might blow your brains out. No, not blow your brains out. Wrinkle your mind grapes. That's what I'll say. It's going to wrinkle your mind grapes. And so this kind of all started on the Culture of Clouds podcast. Like I was saying, we were talking about how many cigarettes we've avoided. And so there was one tweet that I put out there that was talking about kind of this same exact thing. And I had a few responses on there of people putting how many cigarettes they have personally avoided. Uh, and so I got this first one here. Uh, got this first one here. Technically, yes. But so what? I just like that. I'm sorry. I just like doing that. Uh, person here by the name of Boyani. Boyani TX81. He said, I had to guesstimate the day and time, but September 1st, 2014, so roughly 2,155 days since I've switched. So that's 43,100 cigarettes not smoked since then, all because of a volcano e-cigs kiosk in the Newport Mall in New Jersey. 43,100 e-cigarettes, no, 43,100 cigarettes, combustible tobacco cigarettes that this gentleman has avoided. 
Gentlemen, ma'am, I'm not sure. Boyoni, 43,000 cigarettes. So that, and I'm bad at math, but I double-checked all my math. Casey helped me with some math. Siri helped me with a lot of this math as well. 43,000 cigarettes, 43,100 tobacco cigarettes is about 2,155 packs of cigarettes. I'm going to leave this up here so we can, we, so just so we can double keep this keep this math going. 43,100 cigarettes is roughly 2,155 packs of cigarettes. Packs of cigarettes. And that's what we're going after. Just from this one person, the state tobacco tax is about $3.20 per pack of cigarettes in the state of New Jersey. $3.20. This is roughly, just from one person quitting, of just about $7,000. $6,896 gone. Lost. From one person quitting smoking in the state of New Jersey, the state of New Jersey loses $6,896. Now, that alone, it's a pretty solid number. That's a that's a solid number. If I was going to give you $6,896, you wouldn't turn that down. That is not a number to blow your nose at. Now, I have a little bit of uh a little bit of information here and everything I do, I rounded down. I've rounded down in all of my math. Some of this information is coming from a thread that Paul Blair did on Twitter where this is from a this is from a while ago. This is from 2019, but he went through a few of these states talking about how Donald Trump if he bans vaping could cost him the election. I did a video on it. This all stems from a Paul Blair thread. What? Let me do them of these super chats. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just butting in here into this. I should have done this. Forget that we started the math. Okay? Forget that we started the math. Let me do a couple of these super chats. Tom can we get a happy birthday song from Mowgli Vapes? Uh, Fig really wants to sing along. Is Fig here? Is there a Fig Ramsey in the house? Uh, yeah, of course I'm going to sing happy birthday to Mowgli Vapes. He's, he's one of my nearest and dearest subscribers. I see him here constantly. Thank you, Mowgli Vapes. Can we all sing happy birthday to Mowgli Vapes? Happy birthday to Mowgli Vapes. Happy birthday to Mowgli Vapes. He says it's not his birthday. Tom Sharo is a liar. Technically, yes. So what? Is it your birthday or not, Mowgli Vapes? <laughs> happy birthday, Mowgli Vapes, if it is. Uh, and unhappy birthday if it's not. Daniel 2 Chips 86. Government hypocrisy is like Area 51. We know it's there. <laughs> but do we? They can't keep claiming ignorance though that's like the go-to position for politicians is ignorance right ignorance they just oh we don't know oh we don't know who was the previous surgeon general before jerome adams i got some real truth butter happening right here who was the previous surgeon general i can't his name is escaping right vivek murthy vivek murthy was the surgeon general before dr jerome adams there's a photograph on the internet that the government doesn't want you to see. Real deep state conspiracy stuff here. But it's a picture of Gregory Conley from the American Vaping Association physically handing Vivek Murthy, the Surgeon General of the United States, the full 
printed out and bound Royal College of Physicians report on nicotine without smoke, tobacco harm reduction, just handing it to him. And then he has the gall, the audacity to go on and say, well, vaping, bad, negative, bad, don't be doing it, shouldn't be doing it, public health detriment. Ignorant or just what, lying? I don't know. Agenda pushing? I don't know. It exists. The picture exists. Okay, well, I appreciate that uh, distraction there, Tom Shero. And I don't know if it's Mowgli Vape's birthday or not, but I guess happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mowgli Vapes. So some of this math was based on the Paul Blair thread talking about how, uh, so just an example, Donald Trump won Michigan in 2016 by 11,000 votes. 5.4% of adults in Michigan vape. Uh, there are 423,000 adult vapors in Michigan, according to the FDA's data. ATR polling shows that four out of five of these adults are single-issue voters on the issue of vaping. Kind of a big deal. So I'm using Paul Blair's numbers, which is FDA data for how many vapors are in these states. He doesn't have one for New Jersey. So what I did is I looked at population and Paul Blair's thread and kind of underestimated maybe how many vapors there were in the state of New Jersey. But if you assume on the low end that there's at least 250,000 vapors in the state of New Jersey and those 250,000 vapors all quit smoking combustible tobacco cigarettes, making the state lose out on roughly $7,000 per person. The money that the state of New Jersey has lost on tobacco taxes from vaping sits at around $1,724,000,000. That's billion with a B. $1 billion all because of vape. That's how intrusive vaping has been in the state of New Jersey. No wonder they want to tax it. No wonder they want to ban flavors. They are losing $1,724,000,000 because of vaping. That is crazy to me. Follow the money. Tell me that these flavor bans are about public health. Try to tell me that these flavor bans are about public health and not, not actually money. Not actually money. I have another example here. Got another example here from uh, Diabetic Geek. Diabetic Geek. Nope, we're not doing Diabetic Geek. We're doing uh, Stand and Salute. Why did, I, why did I do that? We're doing Stand and Salute. Mr. Stand and Salute left a comment on Twitter. Oh, get out of there, Bioni. Stand and Salute, he did a little bit of the math for us. A carton a week was $50 then. Quit smoking almost three years ago. Easy math. 150 weeks times 50, uh, $7,500 less in cigarette revenues for the state of Virginia. So from this one person, Mr. Stand and Salute, we're going to, whoops, no. Wrong thing. Missed, whoops. No, come on. Stand and salute. I'm going to shrink this and put it over here. Give full credit to stand and salute. 
stand and salute has cost the state of Virginia $7,500 just from him, him quitting. Now, Paul Blair didn't have any data for the state of Virginia, but the state of Virginia is a little, a little more populated than the state of New Jersey. There's about 8 million people in the state of Virginia. So I'm using the same rough estimate. I rounded down. We're going to say that there's 250,000 vapors in the state of Virginia. Vapors in Virginia have cost that state $1,875,000,000 in lost tobacco tax revenue. Lost tobacco tax revenue. One billion with a B billion eight hundred seventy five million dollars. This was for all intents and purposes for the state a sure thing revenue stream. People are always going to smoke cigarettes. When you see a state losing one billion eight hundred million dollars from vapors moving away from deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes, tell me again why the state would have any interest in getting you off of cigarettes. They don't. They clearly have no monetary interest in getting you off of cigarettes because they need that money. They need that income. This isn't just some small like, well, tobacco taxes, you know, what? $3? What, the state's missing out on $3? N I mean, no, not exactly. They're missing out on $1,875,000,000 because of all of the vapors that have quit smoking deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes in their state. Tell me again it's about health. Tell me again it's about public health and not all about following the money. Uh, it's crazy to me. I have a few more uh, examples different types of examples, okay? This is, an ex this is kind of an, I don't want to use the term extreme example, but uh, the diabetic geek here, diabetic geek left a comment, uh, left a reply to my Twitter and said, almost 80 a day for me. Now, 80 a day, that's a four pack a day habit. That's a four pack a day. Four pack a day. Four pack a day. Four pack a day habit. Diabetic Geek says, uh, almost 80 a day for me before I quit, and I smoked for 27 years. That's some serious cash just for me alone. So, Diabetic Geek, uh, assuming that Diabetic Geek also lives in the state of New Jersey, which I'm not sure. This is all, this is hypothetical right now that he lives in the state of New Jersey. <laughs> wait, wait, did I say that he lives in the state of New Jersey? What did I say? Oh no! Okay, we're we're taking a little bit different of approach. This isn't uh, this isn't money lost. This is this is gained. This is gained. So we're gonna look at. Hang on, diabetic geek. I worded this weirdly in my notes here. But let's leave diabetic geek up here because he says eighty cigarettes a day. He smoked for twenty seven years. Assuming he lived in the state of New Jersey, the state of New Jersey profited in tobacco taxes from diabetic geek. In those 27 years, $126,000 in tobacco taxes. $126,000 in tobacco taxes they made off of 
combustible tobacco cigarettes. 80 cigarettes a day. That's 29,000 cigarettes per year. That's 788,000 cigarettes over 27 years that he smoked. That's 39,000 packs of cigarettes. $3.20 times 39,420 packs of cigarettes. The state of New Jersey, assuming he lives in the state of New Jersey, profited $126,000 off of this man's smoking addiction, off of this person's smoking addiction. It is all about money. That's the, th that's the same thing I thought, sick boy. That's the same thing I thought, sick boy. And you're right. Who just said that in the chat? Ray? Ray Bentecourt? Uh, people go without food to smoke. Yes, that is 100% true. No matter how high the tobacco taxes go, people will continue to smoke. The whole point of a tobacco tax is to dissuade people from smoking, to make it so expensive that they'll just, I don't know, magically become unaddicted to nicotine and want to quit smoking. The problem is it just pushes people into poverty in order to get their nicotine. And the state does nothing but profit off of that. $126,000? $126,000 that the state got from the diabetic Greek over those 27 years. $127,000, $126,000. That's crazy. What's this other note I have right here? Okay, so New Jersey. So, okay, so what, I don't know why I'm harping on New Jersey so much. I just felt like taking New Jersey and just raking them over the coals. <laughs> raking them over the coals. I found some information on New Jersey. And uh, according to the New Jersey Department of Public Health, roughly 14% of adults in New Jersey are smokers. They smoke cigarettes. 14%, roughly 8.7 million people in the state of New Jersey 14% of those people are cigarette smokers. Let's round down. Let's say, to make things easy, there's a million smokers. And the average that they smoke is a pack a day. That seems to be like the go-to at most everybody that I talk to. And this is completely anecdotal, but the majority of people that I talk to, they all say the same thing. About a pack a day. I was about a pack a day smoker. Sometimes two, but usually I was a pack a day smoker. I was about... A pack every two day smoker. I'd smoke about 10 cigarettes a day. Pack every every two days. Maybe I could, if I really tried, I could probably get two packs of cigarettes to last me one week. It was about one week every two packs of cigarettes, but the, the common thing is about a pack a day, right? Everybody says pack a day smoker. If you're a pack a day smoker in New Jersey and there are 1 million smokers in New Jersey, that's $1,168 per smoker that New Jersey's bringing in. One year of that, $1,168,000,000. That is made money for the state of New Jersey. That means they can build uh, golf courses and overpasses and shipping yards and things like this. Is it in the state's best interest when they're making 
literal billions of dollars off of cigarette smokers, is it in the state's best fiscal interest to get you to stop smoking? Absolutely not. I say absolutely not. Absolutely not. We're going to do uh we're going to do Kevin and then we're going to do California. California is interesting because California actually puts their uh and this isn't even including MSA. Let me take a real quick sidebar because I want to fit this in here. This is not including MSA payments. Now, if you're not familiar with the master settlement agreement, it's it's something that's easily googleable. In fact, I'm going to put a link down in the description to the truth about vaping. The wonderful Dan, the wonderful advocate Danielle Jones did. She put a video out there that is the truth about vaping that explains the master settlement agreement with a really great video, really great infographics, but essentially the tobacco companies, the biggest of the big tobacco companies have to pay the states a certain amount of money in perpetuity based on tobacco cigarette sales. And the states are supposed to use this money for the sick and dying cigarette smokers in their state. They're tired of footing the bill. They want Big Tobacco to foot the bill. So Big Tobacco said, okay, we'll foot the bill. Whether they spend that money or not on anti-smoking campaigns or uh, you know, actually helping the sick smokers in their state remains to be seen. But each state, every state except for Alaska and Texas, I believe, are the two. Alaska and Texas, those might be the two. Alaska and Texas... Not part of the master settlement agreement, but every state in the republic, 48 other states, all get money from big tobacco based on the volume of cigarettes that they sell in their state. So the more cigarettes that are sold in the state of New Jersey, the more money they get from big tobacco, which they can use, supposed to use it on anti-smoking campaigns. They use it on railroads, uh, trains, you know, overpasses, golf courses, shipping yards. Those seem to be my favorite examples. <laughs> Those seem to be my favorite examples. Um, Ranger Man has a super chat here that says, uh, I've cheated Nazi Chusets out of money from 582.5 packs of smokes that I haven't purchased thanks to vaping. Yeah, 582 packs of cigarettes. Extrapolate, you know, the tobacco tax on that. That's a lot of money. And the state of Massachusetts, let's see, does Paul Blair have any uh, data on the state of Massachusetts according to uh, the FDA? Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida, Michigan, no. No, nothing in Massachusetts. Now, you can't find any information on Massachusetts and how many vapors are there, but even if you're, even if it's, even if you're being conservative and saying, okay, well, maybe there's, 40,000. Maybe there's 40 to 50,000 vapors in the state of Massachusetts. Maybe less. You could even say 30,000 vapors. All suddenly, they're not getting that tobacco tax from 30,000 vapors times however many packs of cigarettes that they normally would be smoking. That's a huge dent of money right out, just ripped, ripped right out of these state budgets. Master settlement agreement. Okay, new wave, Dave. Uh, when do politicians speak out about vaping, you ask? Uh, when the check clears, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it'd be, it'd be ridiculous to think that Michael Bloomberg and his $160 million that he donated to combat flavored vaping, if you believe that none of that is possibly going to any politicians or the American Heart Association or the American Lung Association, 
I mean, you're out of your mind. Of course it is, New Wave Dave. Of course it is. Daniel, two trips, five years smoke-free. I done the math. The money I saved is now uh, the change in my car I use for parking. <laughs> freedom. Is that freedom? Matt Sinister, very gracious of you. I quit smoking in 2010, and I was one and a half to two packs a day smoker. Roughly that's 105,600 cigarettes I avoided smoking in California. Yeah, absolutely. And if you think California didn't notice, if you think this whole uh, still blowing smoke campaign, <laughs> I mean, if you think California didn't notice, they noticed. Oh, they noticed. That's why there are 12 story high billboards, you know, driving down Sunset Boulevard that I've seen that say nicotine is brain poison. Nicotine causes anxiety. California Department of Public Health spent 70 plus million dollars on anti-vaping campaigns. Anti-vaping campaigns. What would be the reason to stop someone from vaping? Oh, so they could go back to smoking. Ah, so you could get that MSA payment. Ah, so you could get that tobacco taxes. People scoff at tobacco taxes, but you add it up over the tens of thousands of vapors in each state, sometimes hundreds of thousands of vapors in each state, and you get a little bit clearer of a picture. The numbers go into the billions of dollars lost, billions of dollars lost. Master Settlement Agreement, Master Settlement Agreement. This article came out, uh, oh, coincidentally, right during the middle of Evoli. I love you, diabetic geek, but I'm going to get rid of you right there. Oh, right, right in the middle of Ivali, right? Right in the middle of Ivali. Rising popularity of vaping blamed for drop in West Virginia's tobacco settlement payments. And they always use this same poor vapor girl. This is the picture of the anti-vapers. They just love this picture because it, she's got, you know, whatever, kind of stringy hair, half-painted fingernails, acne on her face, taking a hit of her jewel, and you kind of, it kind of puts the little public perception in there that like, oh, dirty, you know, this is a dirty thing. Vaping is a dirty thing. Look at her and her stringy hair and her half-painted nail polish. They use this picture everywhere. West Virginia's annual payment from major cigarette manufacturers dropped by more than $1.6 million as the rising popularity of e-cigarettes and vaping has accelerated the decline in tobacco consumption. This is being portrayed as a negative thing. This is like, poor West Virginia. Oh, poor West Virginia. They're not going to get their tobacco tax. They're not going to get their master settlement agreement money. It's down $1.6 million. Gosh darn it. People just aren't smoking cigarettes anymore. What's the deal? What could be causing that? E-cigarettes and vaping has accelerated the decline of tobacco consumption. Members of the state board monitored tobacco settlement payments learned last week. The state's 2019 payment as part of the tobacco National Tobacco Master Settlement Agreement was $59.6 million, down, down from the $61 million that they would have normally got had more people been smoking. Oh, boo-hoo West Virginia, boo-hoo West Virginia. It was a steeper decline than originally anticipated. Yeah, that's what uh, Citigroup Financial Advisor Paul Creighton 
told the panel that Thursday. For the first three quarters of 2019, sales have dropped another 5.5%, he said, leading cigarette manufacturing giant Altria to accelerate its projections for decline in sales from between 4% to 5% a year to 5%, 6% annually. Tell me again it's about health. Tell, tell me again it's not about... So uh, what? Oh, yeah. Is it about health? Well, technically, no. But So what? Tell me again it's about health. Tell me again it's not about money. It's not about money. Can't possibly be about money, right? Can't possibly be about money. This article goes on to talk about how uh, they're going to have to uh, dip into their reserves. They're going to have to dip into their reserves of money, state money. They're going to have to make up the difference somehow. How? How? How is West Virginia going to make up that difference? Well, as far as I know, these are still active call to actions in West Virginia. February 17, 2020, HB 4764 would attempt to tax vapor products at the same rate as cigarettes. Tell me again that this is about public health and not about money. <laughs> Tell me again. West Virginia clearly has less master settlement agreement money coming in. It's down because, gosh darn it, people just aren't smoking anymore. What are we going to do? Well, why don't we tax vapor products at the same rate as cigarettes? We could make up some of the money that way. As far as I know, none of these bills have passed. I looked into HB uh, 76, what is that, 4764. 4764 is just sitting there doing nothing. This is from Legiscan. It's just sitting there doing nothing. So if you're a West Virginia vapor... Definitely go do this call to action. I'll put a link down in the description. I don't know if this call to action is still relevant, but it probably, I mean, it definitely wouldn't hurt. Every call to action helps. Tell me again, it's about, so uh, tell what? me again, it's about public health. Tell me again, tell me again how it's just about public health. So uh, let's do some, uh, we're running a little bit long here. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Kennedy from the Super Chat says, I smoked 182,000 cigarettes in about 25 years. Almost four years vaping, smoke-free. You know how much money you have cost your state, Kennedy? You selfish, selfish, <laughs> you selfish person. Why couldn't you just smoke cigarettes so that the state can meet their fiscal budget restraints, you know? Four years of your state losing out on that tobacco tax money. Unbelievable. I don't know how you could be <laughs> I don't know how you could be so selfish. Congratulations to you, Kennedy. Congratulations to you. Yeah, I got another super chat here from Ethan. You already know, Nick. Positive vibes all around. That's right, Ethan. Appreciate that. Appreciate that very much, Ethan. If anybody's curious, uh still hanging in there with that uh Bogan uh whatever it's called. Ether. RTA, mouth to lung, blueberry hill on the inside. Someone said it looks like a baby bottle, and now I can't unsee it. So that's a thing. Unbelievable, Kennedy. I can't believe you would deprive your state of that much tobacco tax money. Let's do, uh, I, mean, I got two more of these that are just fascinating to me. Now, Kevin Chocolate here. I know Kevin Chocolate, he's, uh, he's one of my subscribers, one of my patrons. He's got some questionable math in here, but that's okay. Uh, over 51,000 cigarettes avoided. That's about 15,500 lost tobacco tax revenue here. Amazing how much one person disrupts the system. Let's keep it up. Now, I'm going to keep Kevin Chocolate's questionable math there because it's not 15,000. 
If you've uh, avoided 51,000 cigarettes, now I used my magical uh, Patreon administrative numbers and uh, figured out which state Kevin's in. Kevin's in Indiana. The state of Indiana has a $1.36 tax on one pack of cigarettes. That's all, not much, right? It can't be that much. Every time he buys a pack of cigarettes, the state only gets basically a buck. What's the big deal? It's not about money. 51,000 cigarettes avoided. That's 2,550 packs. And that's what we're going after, packs of cigarettes. 2,550 packs of cigarettes, $1.36 tax. That's Kevin Chocolate. He costs the state of Indiana $3,468. Numbers are hard, especially when you're Nick. $3,468 lost in the state of Indiana. Now, again, Paul Blair doesn't have any information on Indiana, so I looked at Wisconsin because Wisconsin has roughly 5.8 million people. Indiana has about 6.7 million people. So I looked at that. Let's be, again, rounding down and being a little bit conservative. Let's say there's 268,000 vapors in the state of Indiana. 268,000 vapors in the state of Indiana. Vapors quitting in the state of Indiana have cost the state of Indiana in tobacco tax revenue almost $1 billion. $929 million dollars in tobacco tax revenue gone from the state budget because of vaping. $929,424,000 gone from the state income just because of vapors. That's how disruptive of a technology we are. And the more people that quit, the more people aren't paying that tobacco tax, the less money the state gets. Tell me again it's about public health and not about money. Tell me again it's about public health and not about money. Hashtag follow the money. Hashtag, I guess hashtag follow the money. I mean, I guess that's where we end up. Hashtag follow the money. And even at only uh, only $1.36, and again, this is one of those things, and I'm repeating myself and I know it, but I'm really trying to drive this point home. When you mention lost tobacco tax, people will just turn up their nose at you. Oh, what's that? Dollar? Dollar 36? Yeah, well, in the state of Indiana, it's a dollar 36 times 200,000 plus vapors in the state equals almost a billion dollars lost for the state. We need to put this in perspective. That's a bill. There, there's a reason why they want you to continue smoking combustible tobacco cigarettes. And it's not, it's not because vaping's bad for you, and it's not because vaping's brain poison, and it's not because there's a youth epidemic. It's because states are hemorrhaging money, and states are hemorrhaging money at a tax level, and states are hemorrhaging money at a master settlement agreement level as well, as we saw in West Virginia. You know, people always ask me, uh, how come I haven't tried the newest RDA? How come I haven't? How come it took me so long to try the Steam Crave Aromamizer? I spend all of my time on this. <laughs> I spend ninety percent of my time reading this nonsense and reading about the Master Settlement Agreement and reading about tobacco taxes and reading about legislation and reading about all of this. It's just where I focused my time. So yeah, 
I'll get to fun, cool vape products and we still do reviews and we still do the vlog, but I feel so compelled to do this, especially after reading these numbers, over a billion dollars lost in the state of New Jersey from tobacco taxes. That's crazy to me. Illinois is 298 a pack. Yeah, that's pretty high. It's not as high as California. I said that's actually higher than California. That's actually higher than California. So the last thing we're going to talk about is uh, we're going to wrap this up with uh, my home state, my home state of California. God damn it. I just want to stand up. I want to salute the California flag. I want to say California. What the fucking fuck? I love this state. Don't get me wrong. I will never badmouth California. This state, this state's an awesome state. I love living here. It's just run by complete morons. Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris, the mummy herself, Diane Feinstein. I love this state. I don't love who runs. <laughs> I don't love who runs this state. Tobacco Free California, tobaccofreeca.com makes all this information mostly publicly available. Uh, and here's what they had to say. This is the most updated numbers uh, as of summer 2019. So as of one year ago, basically, it says smoking prevalence in California has steadily declined since the comprehensive tobacco control program began in 1989. Adult smoking prevalence in California declined 51.1% between 1998 and 2014 from 23.7% to 11.6%. This drop represents approximately 3.3 million fewer adult smokers in California. Now, if you let anybody tell you, and if these politicians think that that severe drop has anything to do with anything other than nicotine vaping, they are out of their minds. If they think that their like status quo tobacco control programs of just limiting your access and hiking up the taxes have somehow decreased smoking, even though that has not worked anywhere else in the world. If they think it's due to anything other than nicotine vaping, they're fucking crazy. Sorry, pardon my French. They are crazy, crazy people. But there you go. 3.3 million fewer smokers in the state of California. 3.3 million. So again, the tax on one pack of cigarettes in the state of California, 287. Not crazy, you know? It's a little bit crazy. It's not it's not that crazy and, and it's it's higher in places on the on the East Coast. I think in New York it's over two, three bucks. I think in New Jersey, what did we say in New Jersey? What was it, New Jersey? Over three bucks, three twenty? Yeah, three three dollars and some change. Three dollars and twenty cents a pack. Two eighty seven a pack in California. Now, again, average pack-a-day smoker, that's, that's what we're making the assumption here, average pack-a-day smoker, that's right, a pack, 365 packs per year, 3.3 million less smokers in the state of California has cost the state $3,141,000,000. $3 billion. Is it in the state's best fiscal interest to get you to quit smoking? Or do you think the state would rather have 
that $3 billion along with an ever-growing master settlement agreement payment? You tell me. You tell me. That's a thousand plus dollars uh, per smoker in the state. So every time someone picks up smoking, the state just goes, hey, look at that. There's another thousand bucks a year we're going to get. Ha! Huh. You guys should quit smoking. No, stop. Seriously. Stop smoking, you guys. You should really stop smoking. Oh, people keep smoking. I don't know why. Oh, look, another smoker. That's another thousand dollars a year we're going to get. What are we up to now? Three billion dollars? Yeah. It's not, the state has no motivation to get you to quit smoking. Vaping, people accidentally quit smoking with vaping. Vaping is completely consumer driven from the ground up. And when these smoking rates started plummeting, all of these politicians just went, what is happening? What is happening? Why are our MSA payments slipping? Where's all of our tobacco tax money going? It's going up in vapor, my friends. Going up in vapor. $3 billion lost for the state of California. That is unbelievable to me. Unbelievable to me. So there was some tobacco math. I just wanted to put that into a little bit of perspective. The more that I dug into this and the more that I did the math on this, the more it just blew my mind, especially when I got to California. And I saw this from the California Department of Public Health, tobaccofreeca.com, that there's 3.3 million fewer smokers, adult smokers in California right now. There's a reason why they're going after vaping so hard, and it's not because of public health. It's because of nothing but money. This is money over lives. This is money over lives, and it just makes me sick. Does it make you sick? Am I the only one feeling the, <laughs> feeling the rage sweats right now? We're going to end this here Tuesday, bro, Tuesday. Like I do, like I always do, I'll have links uh, all down in the description there. Let's get rid of Kevin Chocolate here. Uh, am I going to have all the links that I talked about today down in the description? Technically, yes. But So what? And I would encourage everybody out there to do your own math and see how many cigarettes you have not smoked and see how much money you have cost your state. I think this would be a great exercise for all of us to do. How much money have you cost your state in tobacco taxes? How much money? I bet it's a lot. I bet it's at least a couple thousand dollars per person, year after year after year after year. And the more people that we get vaping, the less people we have smoking, the state just loses more and more and more and more money, more and more and more money. We are disruptive, we are intrusive, and at the end of the day, we're costing states a lot of money. And that's not, that should not be my problem. That should not be our problem. We should not be getting blamed for that. No one is celebrating not only the lowest adult smoking rates in the history of recorded time, but the lowest youth smoking rates in the history of recorded time. I suck at math too, Kennedy. That's why I use uh, Siri. That's why I say, uh, you know, hey Siri, what's uh, 51,000 divided by 2,000? Whoops. Oh, she's listening to me. 51,000 divided by 2,000 That's not... 25.5. Okay. I know. I, that's not, I didn't really need that. I, that was just a, that was just an example I was throwing out there. It was just an example I was throwing out there. 
We're disruptive and we know we're disruptive and I kind of love it. I kind of love that we're disruptive. Janie, thank you for reminding me to hydrate. I'm going to read a few of these super chats. So what? Ugh. Ugh. Wheelie bear. So in closing, before I read these super chats, do, do your own tobacco math. Uh, figure out how many tobacco cigarettes you've avoided and figure out how much money you have cost your state. I think it's, I think it's fucking fascinating. Fucking fascinating. Sorry for, pardon my French. I think it's fascinating. Uh, where did I leave off? Wheelie Bear. Wheelie Bear says, uh, your Voopoo Drag X review, try the Revape 510 adapter. Cheers. I will. I will try that out. I'm going to dig out my, uh, my Voopoo X soon again because I hope to get the RBA base for it. They make a little cool little RBA base for it. And uh, I just like it. I like what Vupu's doing. I take back some of the bad things I said about Vupu because that Vupu Argus has become like one of my favorite things ever to use ever. I just really, really like it. Really, really like it. Uh, Big Daddy, uh, here's some money for you, Nick, because I saved $13,140 in the six years I've been vaping. Hell yeah. Sorry, Iowa. Sorry, Iowa. That's not for you no more, Iowa. That's for me. I'm just kidding. I Thank you very much, uh, Big Daddy. I very much appreciate that. Tom Sharo, Fig's birthday. Uh, oh, what? Fig Ramsey's birthday, uh, August 2nd. Technically, yes, but... So what? Look, when was August 2nd? I'll sing happy birthday to Fig Ramsey in the vlog. If he wants to tune in, I'll sing him happy birthday. Fig Ramsey... Good dude. Real good dude. Just I just like Fig Ramsey a lot. Big advocate. Uh, finally, one more super chat here from Death Cave Studio. Australia Siggies are $30 plus. So the lost taxes, question mark. I know you can't even, you can't even, uh, you can't even quantify that. You can't even add that up. The, the amount of tobacco taxes that they're losing in Australia is insane. And they just keep raising them. They just keep raising them. If you want to follow someone who's fascinating to me, Follow Dr. Mariwa Glover. I'll try to track down her Twitter and put it in the description of this video, but she is a harm reduction advocate in uh, Australia, and she is a big proponent of the idea that these, these tobacco taxes that they, keep that they keep raising disproportionately affect the natives of the country. The aboriginal uh, you know, people in the country are the biggest consumers of tobacco cigarettes and constantly raising these prices. And, they, and like I said, people will... People will bypass, you know, food in order to buy cigarettes to continue to smoke. It's crazy, Death Cave Studio. Crazy. You guys in Australia, you got a big fight ahead of you. Huge fight ahead of you. But uh, you know, you got, you got. I'll be, I'll be. I got your back. I'll be in your corner. I'll be in your corner, man. Uh, big bug nowadays. Last super chat from Big Bug nowadays. Just want to say thanks for everything, man. Oh, big 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 bug nowadays. Thank you. I appreciate you coming out. And, you know, the Tuesday Bro Tuesday audience is a little bit different from the vlog audience, a little bit different from the build stream audience. I feel like the Tuesday Bro Tuesday audience, I don't want to say that you guys care more, but I know that because you're here, you want to learn about this advocacy. You want to be active. You, you want to do something. You want to fight the good fight. And that just means so much to me. That just means the world to me. Like I said, vaping has changed my life. Vaping has changed all of our lives. Every smoker in the Republic, every smoker in the 
fucking world deserves to quit smoking the way that we got to quit smoking. Every single one of them. And, and I am not going to rest until vaping is safe, legal, and accessible to everybody. To everybody. I know, Pizza Beard. I see you. I appreciate you. You're all three, baby. You've always been all three. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this Tuesday, bro, Tuesday episode up. But like I always say, thank you guys, seriously, so much for coming out. Um, we got to keep fighting. We got to keep fighting the good fight. It's been an uphill battle for 11 years. I've been fighting this damn battle 11 years, and it's not slowing down anytime soon. We're just getting into it now, baby. It's just getting exciting. And I think after this next election, vote your hopes. I think a lot more attention uh, is going to be paid to vaping and tobacco harm reduction, especially after we come out on the other side of this pandemic, which we will. This too shall pass. After this election, I think we can really, uh, really hit the ground running a little bit harder. Hopefully not too much horrible legislation gets passed between now and then because, you know, opportunistic politicians are using crises like the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic and uh, the Evoli outbreaks to just jam their agenda, you know, push through all those flavor bans. Opportunistic politicians never let a good crisis go to waste. So... Thank you guys so much for coming out. I think there's a smoker show coming up as well. Uh, Dimitri and Phil do a tremendous, trem tremendous, tremendous job uh, over there at the smoker show. So thank you guys so much for watching. You guys give me the energy to continue doing what I do. Be excellent to each other. And remember that vaping is at least 95% less harmful for you than burning deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. So I'll see you guys uh, Thursday for the vlog. Peace. Vaping is better than smoking. Technically, yes. But so what?